You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And we are here today with a good friend of ours and friend of the theater, as he would like to be called, Guillermo Rosas. And he's also a current board member at the Florence Theater, or the Florentine Players, as they were previously known. Just retired from the military from the United States Air Force just about a month ago. Yay! Thank you for your service, and it's good to see you again, my friend. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Now, when exactly did you have your final retirement uh, on, uh, uh, from the Air Force? The uh, 30th of September. Oh, it's wow. It's it super was, fresh. Yeah. yeah, super fresh. I, I served 20, 20 years, 17 days, and I think six hours. It's not as though I were counting. It <laughs> um, sounds like counting to me. It sounds like it, but I assure you I, I wasn't. <laughs> Well, how does it feel to uh, be officially a a civilian? civilian. (laughs) Good, good. Not that I uh, dislike my time at all, but it's towards the end, uh, the mixture of the civilian life and and the military obligation was just getting very taxing. So it's very nice to finally have just one life. Fair enough. Fair enough. We can all understand that. Now, one of the things that we really want to talk about today, of course, is the Florence Theater and, and also just you in general, because, you know. You're, you're an nice, interesting guy. Yeah, and you're a nice fellow. Yeah, I've been called other things too, so <laughs> I'll take interesting. <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, recently, the OEAA Awards, the Omaha Entertainment Art Awards, a couple of shows that you were involved in got nominated. Uh, leading ladies that you did over at the Florence Theater that, that, that you were the director on. Yep. Uh, the cast was nominated for Outstanding Comedy. Congratulations. Yes, very they did nice. a wonderful job. I was very pleased. Yes, yes, <laughs> indeed. And then, of course, a lot of people saw this. I, I, I unfortunately was not able to get over to go see this, but I really wanted to. Baskerville at the Bellevue Little Theater. That show was also nominated for Outstanding Comedy, which you had a yeah. role in. I did. I heard it was a funny show. I don't know. I didn't see it. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Now, this is kind of a notorious show. Just the one role? No. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Ken Ludwig, uh, in all his fiendishness, uh, I played 14 characters. There were five actors, of whom two, uh, uh, Ben Beck, who was uh, Sherlock Holmes, and Catherine Vasquez, who was uh, 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 Dr. Watson. They played one role. Everybody else, uh, Sarah Scheides, played 13 roles, I think. And uh, Kevin Goshorn played five or six, and I played about 14. Oh, my gosh. That is now. How does one play for? Yes, what roles? is what is the secret? Ben Gay. <laughs> lots and lots of. Uh, I, I'm 39, and I didn't realize it until we actually uh, ran dress for that show. Uh, it it physically taxed me. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, I actually came home and was was sore. It was a very 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 fun show. We had a great director, uh, Suzanne Witham, who um, uh, had a collaborative model of directing, and and she just kind of let us do and she'd correct and I made some choices and she never corrected and then I had to live with those choices <laughs> and uh, so uh, some of my characters had very rubber legs and uh, uh, yes it was yes. just uh, a lot of 
stretched muscles mm. that hadn't been stretched that way. I can yeah. certainly understand so, that. So there were seven other cast members in that play? Uh, uh, or around Four seven? plus two clowns. I think they were called clowns. Yeah. Okay. Or round, roustabouts, excuse me. So what is that? Four, okay. five, six? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they okay. also had du- duplicate roles. Uh, three of us had uh, multiple roles. Multiple um, roles. Yeah. The roustabouts had... I guess they could be multiple roles. They they were just kind of uh, there adding ambiance to the show. Made it really neat because uh, I hadn't seen something. I hadn't done anything like that before. So mm-hmm. uh, their uh, presence uh, was really cool because they'd just appear on stage and hand props to you. They were kind of visual gags that oh, cool. they were important to pull off so sorry because it was done really um, wanted to get out to see that it was a farce without doors i don't know how else to describe it okay Uh, there was there were very little set pieces uh there was a background and a couple risers platforms but everything else was just kind of left to the imagination and so those roustabouts would come in and provide uh provide uh, a book here or or, uh, when there was fog they'd spray um uh cornstarch to make the effect and so they had a really fun role in that respect and then uh the other two actors uh who had multiple parts uh kevin and sarah uh they did i don't remember how many roles sarah had i think i quantified it earlier but i don't remember it now and then kevin i think had five or six wow yeah unbelievable it sounds like a that sounds like a ton of fun it Uh, was congratulations on both of the nominations by the way good job thank you good job on both of those one of the things I, I, I found interesting, and I always find it interesting uh, talking to uh, actors uh, and, and directors and such and folks in the arts community, is how they kind of came to it. Some people come to it early in life. Some people, you know, want to do it since they were kids or have been doing it since they were kids because we work, you know, you and I have worked with so many children who this is, you know, they started at seven years old, and by yeah. gosh, this is what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people don't come to it till they get into high school or college. Some mm-hmm. people don't come on to it later. H- how did you come to the theater, or how did the theater come to you? Uh, late in life. I actually didn't do this uh, when I was in school. I, I I was a band nerd. So Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, sure. What did you play? I played a French horn. Oh. Yeah. That is a very difficult instrument to play. <laughs> yes, and I had green hands for 12 years. Oh, oh no. Because yeah, my metal or my skin always reacted yes. with the metal. Yeah. Oh, yes. no. Yeah, but uh, that was my thing in school. And all the way into the Air Force, actually, I played a French horn into my first year in the Air Force. Oh, uh, wow. So I, I was a mellophone, actually, not a French horn because we were marching. But uh, oh, milk yeah, okay. so uh, how did I come into theater? It was actually uh, when I was hired as a teacher. Uh, full-time faculty about nine years ago, I realized that improvisational speaking was not really my thing. And so I was looking at how to remedy that. And Toastmasters at the time wasn't really my bag. And so I found that improvisational theater served a similar purpose. And so uh, I found uh, there's actually a great improv school here in Omaha, the back line. Um, Mm -hmm. I started uh, taking classes there and I was active with the back line for about, I don't know, two years maybe. Uh, and I did some some short form improv with Big Canvas, another school and theater here in town, and so that's kind of that kind of opened the door to other places, taking that kind of improv and segueing into into the theater world. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, everybody comes to it in their own way, and it's I think it's mm-hmm. always fascinating to figure uh, to, to, to hear how people actually come to it or how it comes to them. Sometimes people just kind of find themselves there. Yeah, 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 I think that's kind of with me. It's just like, what the heck am I doing? Fourteen <laughs> characters, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, you pulled it off. Yeah, you you, you helped them get a nomination, so you yeah. did something right. Absolutely. Now, 
Uh, very curious now, uh, your time, uh, how long have you been with, with the Florence Theater, with the Florentine players uh, up there? Going on six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you've been with them for a while. For a few days. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've seen a few things uh, uh, happen up there. Now, one of the things now, now, have you been on the board the entire time, or is that a newer development? No, uh, I've been on the board maybe, I think this might be my third year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. About half the time. Okay. So you had time there where where you were just one of the company, mm-hmm. one of the folks uh, doing the shows. Uh, it's a great space. It, it is a neat way. space. It is a neat space. We went space. and saw yeah. Hint, which was <laughs> hilarious. I yes. thoroughly enjoyed they it. They all did a great um, job. Oh my gosh, that was I mm-hmm. I laugh my head off. But one of the things I'm curious about because we've done a little bit of this too, and I've talked to some other people, being an actor or or, or director, and that's fine. Um, kind of you see one aspect of the theater but then as you get involved say on the board of a of any any kind of theater company big small medium things change your perspective might change just because you know you're more behind the scenes behind the curtain kind of really get to see how the sausage is made so to speak um was there anything once you sort of went from being just one of the players and and maybe an occasional director to a board member. Well, I would say um, uh, one of the surprises was certainly how much work goes on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, when you're an actor, there's a lot of work that goes on there, not just with lines, but blocking everything that goes into making a show is a tremendous amount of work. Yes. But behind the scenes, it's even more work, seemingly, to to make that all happen. Uh, as a board member, the amount of lead time that goes into producing, you know, a show that will show up next August in Florence is already being worked on today, you know, and so yes. there's just about a year lead time to get that stuff um, done. And, and that's us. I, I think some theaters have like a two year or more lead time. So there's a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to get this stuff licensed, to start advertising it, to get it out to the world so we can get patrons and seats to see uh, our actors perform. Yeah, that Absolutely. was a that was a huge surprise. It's just you really don't see a lot of the inner workings when you're, you know, just casting a show. But uh, there's a lot of people behind the scenes, and I should uh, qualify that better and say a lot of passionate people behind the scenes who who keep yes. these organizations running. You know, most of the theaters here, I think it's fair to say, are uh, non-equity theaters, so we're all volunteers, right? Um, and people just pour their blood, sweat, and tears into right. keeping the arts alive in this town. They certainly do. Yeah, they certainly do. Uh, and you are one of those folks. Uh, six years going with the Florence Theater, uh, very nice. Now, um, one of the things. Um, now, you guys have one more main stage show this year. Uh, we are done in Florence for the season. We have one community event. We do we community do uh, four okay, uh, stage shows, and then we do three community events. Okay. And so our last community event is on November 16th uh, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., and it is Breakfast with Santa. There and we go. And it's free uh, and open to the public. Anyone can show up and get their picture with Santa. The Yay. only caveat is that they have to bring their own phone because we don't provide a photographer. Oh, fair enough. But uh, free entrance, we do accept donations. Uh, free breakfast, free photo with Santa. And if you've got little ones, uh, there'll be arts and crafts time uh, oh, there, great. all as a, a free give back from Florence Theater and the Florentine Players. Oh, that's great. Be, uh, that'll it's be cool. It's a great little theater. <sighs> yes. I really enjoyed it. No, it was a nice space. And uh, and uh, ooh, like I said, we had a great time at Hen. I just, I thought that was hysterical. The food was really good. And 
um, the, the bar area was separate, so it makes it easy to make runs. <laughs> and our, our bar is very popular. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, is it now? <laughs> if you want to come and enjoy a show and have a drink, come to Florence. Okay. Yes, I would say so. And I, I actually think that your members were pretty entertaining. Just the ones, the attendees that were there. Oh, yeah. They all seem to know each other and like each other. And yeah, it was a really nice atmosphere. A, yeah. We've got a lot of longtime patrons who, who just show up. Uh, we have we have fairly, pretty good prices, I think, and it, it makes it uh, accessible for a lot of families to come out and bring everybody out for a good night just of, mm-hmm. of live entertainment and supporting the arts. Um, we're a little bit different because we're not a full-on theater that stands alone. We actually are uh, technically the fundraising arm of the Florence Historical Foundation. So a lot okay. of those folks... Uh, help to underwrite a lot of maintaining historic Florence sites, um, like neat. the bank and um, that's great. Uh, the the Florence Mill and so forth. Oh, cool! Yeah, but a lot of people have ties. Uh, uh, some of our board members and some of our players have ties to the original players who uh, started uh, the group back in 1929. And so there's kind of this neat arc of, of, of uh, this legacy that that comes down that you don't really see anywhere else. No, not at all. And I actually didn't realize that the that they had started up way back in 1929. That is yep. that is really neat. <laughs> they uh, started uh, 1929. A community booster H. C. Smith, I think was his name, uh, started the players, and they did a melodrama of all things huh. uh, called Eyes of Love. And they did another melodrama in 1930, and then the group went dormant. And then the descendants of some of the original players restarted the group I think in 64 or 67 um, to coincide with the annual Florence Day parade and so it was always Florence Days and the annual melodrama annual melodrama and then over the years we've added more we still do the melodrama we're that's the heart and soul of the group. Yes. But we've added, you know, three other stage productions and some and other community special productions. special events yes. and, yeah, and yep. all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's really neat. It is really neat. Uh-huh. I mean, how odd is it for the theater to support the the town and and what, instead of the other way around? I think that's fantastic. It's actually really neat. Yeah. That is absolutely fantastic. It, it kind of makes us a little unique, and we like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fantastic. And one of the things, so, as you came to... Uh, Acting and, and, and directing and just being involved in theater in general, uh, kind of later in life, um, kind of... Uh, I feel got like in... I'm 70 now. Oh, well, okay. He's not that old. Well, you, yeah, you're, you're a hell of a heck of a lot younger than I am. Um, and uh, But I always find it interesting. And so approached it later in life and kind of got into it because you wanted to maybe learn a little improv, uh, you know, skills and uh, speaking in front of crowds and stuff mm-hmm. like that, always intimidating. So you got into that and did a little bit of that, but you stayed. It wasn't just like, well, I need to learn how to do this, you know, for teaching or whatever, so I can be more comfortable in front of folks. And, uh, and then I'll just do that and then I'll be done because I learned that, you know, and now I'm not nervous, but you stayed and you kept doing acting and you branched out, did a little directing. Mm-hmm. Now you're a, now you're a board member and you're helping with uh, advertising and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, once you got hooked in, what hooked you in, what kept you in? Was it, uh, what was it? What, what kept you in there? Or was it a show? Was it a person? Was it an experience that you're like, I think I'm gonna keep doing this. I don't know that there's one thing. I mean, there is a bug, I guess. People always say that there's a little bit of a bug, and that that could be part of it. But the people you meet uh, are, are, are very rich. I don't know how else to put it, um, but you meet all types. And I think it's fair to say that throughout this 
process, if you want to call it that, throughout my time in improv and, and so forth, I've learned a lot of stuff about myself and about um, the arts. And I've come to appreciate, uh, I think, the arts community here in Omaha and the amount of, again, blood, sweat, and tears that our artists put into um, uh, the stuff they produce. Um, uh, I've also learned that there's a lot of uh, support that, as a community, we need to offer our artists. Um, yes. Not hams like me, certainly, but I mean our <laughs> real, like, the, the painters and the real actors and sure. stuff like that, and, and our, our, our arts venues, like our community theaters and our art spaces and so forth. And so it's been just a process of uh, growing, and I think growing around, if you will, uh, that and just coming to accept that, well, I'm here. May as well enjoy it. Um, but seriously, <laughs> in all seriousness, though, it, it does kind of stretch you. It, 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 yeah. it, you know, if you, if you do your nine to five, you're around people who are like you, think like you, in the same mission. And when you start branching out to things like this, it forces you to look at the world differently. Um, yes. It's changed some of my perspectives. I'll be, a, I'll be frank. Really? Um, I, I do think I'm a lot more, uh, um, uh, uh, sympathetic, empathetic, if you will, to um, different populations that I've really never had a cause to interact with in the past. Okay. Um, it, 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 it just opens your eyes. That's and great. I think that that's an important thing for me mm-hmm. because it's very easy, not just me in, in, in general, but it's very easy in our busy lives to just kind of get tunnel vision and, and do your thing. Sure. And, and not really absorb the world around you. And so it is a vector, a venue, if you will, for absorbing the world uh, for appreciating uh, those who are around you, whether they look like you or not, um, or think like you or not, and kind of putting yourself into other people's shoes. Uh, frankly, you know, to do a show, you kind of have to do that. You, you have yes. to get into a different mindset. You know? Yeah. One of my favorite roles was to be a murderer, and I'm not sure what that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was Wait Until Dark, correct? It was, yeah. Yes, indeed. I, I had a, a blast with that show. Um, you were excellent. I, I thank got, you I, very I got much. to see that yes, one. Yes. Another one where I needed Ben Day gay because I, uh, <laughs> I adopted a limp for two hours. Oh, um, that's right. I'm just happy I didn't get stabbed during that show. But, um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, I mean, it, it, it kind of opens that door of you know not not so much just with that character but other Mm -hmm. characters you know um uh uh, we had a show where we played um we did uh in florence making god laugh and and it was a show that i don't want to uh release too many spoilers but it was Mm -hmm. a show that was family over like four decades and the, the kind of stuff that families go through and the kind of decisions that people make you know i was a character who was uh, the mother's favorite and I was going to be a priest and I went to the seminary and I became a priest and suddenly I realized that I wanted more out of life than than just the, just yeah. being a priest yeah and I wanted a family and it wasn't it wasn't just that I didn't want to give away the church I, I or, or you know throw the church aside right. but I couldn't reconcile that because of the way that the world is because the way everything was set up but yeah. it was an interesting thing that left me at the end of that is thinking you know what kind of stuff what decisions do people make and you know how do they reconcile, if they can, those types of choices that they, they have to make? So it's kind of stuff that uh, the kind of stuff that makes my gears turn, if you will, and I like that. I, I think it's important for me, at least. Yeah. And I really think that theater is kind of well, and just the arts are are central in in our society's climb to pure inclusion. Mm-hmm. And when I think theater has mm-hmm. a big role in in helping society in general become inclusive of each other and understand and loving each other. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's that's a fair point. You know, you, you end up working with all 
ages, young people, older yes. people. Um, you know, with some of the groups I've been affiliated with, you work with rural populations and urban populations, and it just stretches you to, to realize that everybody's coming from their own perspective. And yes, it, you know, I wish I had better words than that, but uh, it, it just kind of helps to keep those eyes open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, every show, uh, without question, that I've been involved in, there has always been at least uh, one person who uh, has come from a place or done <clears throat> things uh, or uh, that, that I have never even thought of mm-hmm. or conceived of or had zero mm-hmm. experience with, and mm-hmm. it's just... Every time it's just fascinating, and I'm dealing with it uh, again in this show. It's it's wonderful, because actually. Because I think these, you know, arts and theater, it takes you out of that regular day life that you have around the, the mm-hmm. same people that you have every day, five days a week, forty hours, forty hours a week, and it puts you into a different space. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things about going to the theater as well, it's not your typical. Oh, I'm going to sit down in front of the TV and what's on tonight. It's 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 destination viewing, yes, mm-hmm. but it's not like anything that you're going to see. You can't turn on the TV and watch Baskerville, something like that, mm-hmm. or, or, or or any other of the things that you've done. You can't just turn that on, and you can't get that same that same feeling, that same interaction. No, I mean with I, live I, theater. I mean, of, uh, comedies aside, I mean I've seen a lot of uh, good dramas this year produced in Omaha that just they rip your heart out and you're not going to get that from TV. I mean, you you can get the emotion across, but it's not the same as seeing an actor on stage. No. uh, 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 Tell that story. Tell that story. uh, And, and then, and they'll, they'll deliver that line and you can hear a pin drop in that auditorium. And that is, that affects you more than anything you could ever watch on TV. There's Mm -hmm. that. And uh, we, we were able to see two shows this year that had talkbacks. We saw, um, Ooh, we saw uh, the Blues of Knowing Why at the Union for Contemporary Art, and uh, great show. I, I live, I've lived here twenty years, and I didn't know about the the young lady or the girl. Vivian Strong was her name. I, I don't remember her name. Okay, I apologize. But uh, what happened with her and and the riots that subsequently happened? Yes, and it was a, it was a very well done play, and it was it was heart wrenching. But the best part of that was afterwards listening to people who lived through that oh my tell their stories and you just left with this whole understanding that you would never have got i could never have gotten i should say uh sure. sitting watching something on tv it was just so yeah. raw and uh, I, it was awesome the same thing with we saw red summer two three weeks ago and there was a talk back after that and just listening to the community talk about this and the the playwright uh, uh bo fisher talk about why she made certain choices and stuff you can't match that with um yeah a movie or, or or a show it it's it's the beauty of that live experience absolutely no it is it is irreplaceable mm-hmm. um and it's one of the reasons yeah. why we are uh, absolutely determined to go out and talk to as many places as possible because mm-hmm. in in the area that we live in there are places just all over that people don't know about like the Florence Theater, you know, not, maybe not everybody's going to know about that. So many little places, so many medium-sized places. I think you said to me a few weeks ago, it seems like you can't swing a dead cat for hitting a theater in the Omaha area. And you're exactly right. It is a great town in that there's so much live. There's a lot of art going on around town, but just yes. live theater is, is mm-hmm. kind of, for a town this size, it's just there. It's there if you know it's there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 
exactly yeah. and uh that's and once again we we want to thank you for talking with us because yes. and and because we want to highlight the florence theater uh, mm-hmm. among a lot of other places but uh doing <laughs> some great work oh yeah, yeah. thanks really glad we had a great time in hand. oh that was hysterical mm-hmm. and uh come out more uh, yeah. we, will. we, we absolutely will. will we can't wait for the next season and uh, that that's one of our big New Year's resolutions for 2020 is to see as and go to as many things as possible, mm-hmm. uh, which would behoove us to do since we are doing a podcast. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and talk to more good folks like yourself yeah. and go to a lot more neat places like the Florence Theater mm-hmm. um, because we had a great time. Theater. Yeah, we had a great that time when we went there. Yeah, yeah. and Bellevue yeah. Little Theater did mm-hmm. Baskerville and... You know, and there's there's just so many more of them, and and uh, we want to hit them all, and we want to talk to them all, and we want to go see all of their shows, mm-hmm. and we're going to try our darndest to do it, and we want to thank you, Mr. Guillermo. Yes. Hey, thank, thank you, you for having me and listening to my, uh, I don't know, what do you call them, rants? <laughs> yeah, no. hey, yeah. sounds good. Diatribe to Diatribe sounds nicer. I'll call no. it that. Yeah. No, I'm, we- I'm so glad you're here, not California. I'm glad uh, that Nebraska has you. Yes. <laughs> I would say the same thing, except winter's coming. I know. I know it's I the wrong know. time of year to be yeah. saying that. That is the bad part. I so always wonder many? why I stay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Usually when my been? back is hurting as I'm shoveling, <laughs> I refuse to buy a snowblower. Oh, yeah. oh you got to get so your So how many winters have you survived with us? About 20. 20, okay. But you're 20 about 20, 20 years. years. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. First, after I moved here, my, my favorite story is, because I drove here, I, I came from Honolulu, and I stopped over in California uh, for Christmas, and then I drove over to Omaha. I think uh, took two days to drive over to Omaha, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a heck of a, a heck of a first year because I had hair at that time, much more than I have now, the little <laughs> patch I have left on my head. But uh, the hair on my head and in my nose froze when I got out of the car that first time. It's like, oh. oh, my God, what did I do? And And the first year, I remember having to... Because I lived in Plattsmouth, which uh, old Plattsmouth is uh, a hilly oh, yeah. city. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hilly. And uh, I, I lived like at the top of a hill in an apartment. And uh, that first year, I had to park my car at the bottom of the hill several times. And so I vowed never to do that again. And so I've driven all-wheel drive vehicles since. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's just taken a bit of getting used to. But uh, yeah, yeah it's hysterical. there's give there's give and take yeah. here. I think. Well, I mean, California's yeah, loss take. is uh, is uh, Nebraska's, Nebraska's gain for sure. We, we can afford our house. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yes, that's very true. Well, we just want to thank you for for taking the time. We, we know uh, you're not uh, the biggest fan of about talking about yourself in public. No, he's he, very humble. He's folks. a very he's a humble guy. <laughs> he's a good guy, and uh, we, very we, talented. And, and we and we had to kind of drag this out of him a little bit but that's okay i think it was worth it because he's a good guy and and he's doing good stuff especially with the florence theater we went and just had a ball and uh we encourage everybody to check out their uh, new season coming up Uh, they'll be posting it i'm sure soon if it's not already posted it's not posted yet we're waiting on some final things to be through so i'm hoping in the next two to three weeks okay Um, some final details so hopefully by uh by, by december uh, hopefully at least by Christmas the latest they'll mm-hmm. have yep. the, the uh, schedule up and you'll be able to check out what the Florence Theater is doing for the upcoming season and they have a membership available so it's, a, it's one of those theaters where you actually join as a member which you can you, you don't can. have to yeah you don't, yeah, have, you don't to, have to which is really neat yeah so at five dollars and you get a little discount to our shows and you get our magazine and uh, it's I don't a very know, nice some magazine other actually benefits oh voting rights yeah that that, that 
it's an important. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. So if you want to vote me off the board, <laughs> oh um, no, we, yeah. we keep pay your Guillermo. five bucks and, uh, and vote. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we'll keep you. Yeah. And we'll be watching for the um, the OEAA awards as I'm, well. Yeah, I, I should mention so. um, one actor in particular off of that show, uh, Giovanni Casada, who uh, was our Jack slash Stephanie. He was also nominated for uh, best actor in a comedy. I think that was the category for oh, that nice. particular show. So I just wanted to throw his name out there as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Well, hats yeah. off to OEAA for including some of the smaller theaters like this and seeing your work. Yep. And, and they're going to have their that's ceremony, what, fabulous. in January is what you were saying? I think we were thinking January. Yeah, I think it's early January, if okay. I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, with sort of the start of awards season. Yes. Yeah. So good luck. We will be watching. Yes, yeah. break legs. Thank you for so you. much. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank yeah. you once again, Guillermo, for talking with us. Well, thanks for cornering me. I'm literally, <laughs> you guys cannot see, but I'm literally in a corner right it's now. True. It's true. It's true. There scared. are no escape <laughs> routes. So, uh, yeah, they it's got looking me. looking a little yeah. frantic. That's all right. Well, thank you so much, man. Hey, thanks so much. Thank you. You got it. The Florence Theater, home of the Florence Players, is located in Florence, North Omaha, at the Florence City Hall at 2864 State Street. It is a great place to visit for a show, and you'll not want to miss it. Their website is florencetheater.org. The link will be in the show notes, along with the other organizations we mentioned, the Bellevue Little Theater, Big Canvas, and the Backline. Thanks again to Guillermo uh, for spending the afternoon with us. He's a very humble and immensely talented and gracious person, and we are so glad he decided to spend the afternoon talking with us. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard. <laughs>